and welcome to the ZK Techo USA podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things access control and access control related. I am your host and face of ZK Techo USA, Joe Creed, and today I'm joined by my very special guest who happens to be our entrance control specialist here at ZK Techo USA, Tracy DePalmo. Tracy, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for having me. Tracy, how long have you been with us here at ZK Techo USA? I started in March, early March. So not even a year yet. Not even a year. And what really attracted you about this company in particular? Uh, well, I've always, of course, liked anything that's high tech, things like that. But uh, in the past, I worked for a company that did RFID uh, readers, and it involved school buses. And uh, my daughter was much younger back then. And I remember thinking how desperate I was as a parent for her safety at that time. And when we would put these readers in the buses, the kids would have the RFID card on their backpacks. And when they would get on the bus, it would send me an alert to my phone saying my daughter got on the bus safely, which is great for parents, especially single parents. Sometimes we have to leave our kids at a bus stop. Uh, we don't know, and we have to just race off to work. So when I learned about the history of ZK Techo, it, all of the entrance control solutions and products that could help keep my daughter's school safer, I was very intrigued by that, very passionate about that with all of the uh, security issues they're having in schools now. And you mentioned that uh, entrance control and you are the head of our entrance control line. How would you characterize your role here? And what is the entrance control line and what do you try to do? Absolutely, so my job is to uh, contact companies that may have to strengthen their security solutions uh, anything from metal detectors, our visitor author authorization management solution. It's a cloud-based software solution uh, for people to check in and set appointments, meetings, things like that. And also turnstiles, uh, anything from a tripod turnstile to flat barrier turnstile and swing barrier turnstiles. All of these to help increase their entrance security for those buildings. And obviously this doesn't necessarily have to be school specific, but recently you really focused a lot of your attention on schools. That's what is it about schools right now and why they're turning to us for entrance control? Well, I think we all know in the past couple of years, it's just when one shooting after another, I mean, even the start of 2019 had several shootings back to back to back. So it was the perfect timing for me to really start spending a lot of time uh, with the schools just starting at the end of May because schools are out and they're going to have to start upgrading their solutions, their systems. So I put a lot of effort into contacting them uh, getting them introduced to ZK Techo, our products, and how we can help them uh, with school security before the new school year starts. And let's talk about a little of, let's talk about our offerings and what we can provide for schools. So we mentioned entrance control, we mentioned turnstiles and metal detectors, but what would be a across the board solution that we can do for a school to help keep the children there safe? Well, I think there's, it's always a multitude of solutions. Uh, for us, I mean, obviously a metal detector is very important, not just for detecting a weapon, but deterrence. So they have to think of it in a different way. You know, they don't have to buy 50 metal detectors for every single entrance, but if they move our, like our portable metal detector from one entrance one day, one entrance the next day, one entrance the next day, that's going to deter students from wanting to do something like that. Now the visitor author authorization management solution is a next step. Most schools that my daughter's been through, I just go in and sign a piece of paper to get her out, show my ID, sign a piece of paper. They'll never know how many times I've been in that building. They'll never know 
if I'm left the building, if I'm still in the building, if we have left the building. So with that solution, it gives them more accountability so they can generate the reports to see how many times I've been there. They can blacklist people. So certain parents or people that the parents don't want to pick, pick up, have their kids picked up from school by would not get authorization to do so. It also sets uh, checks against the sex offender data registry list, the national uh, registry. So having that access, if there was a contractor that came in that was just doing a job for a couple weeks, they would be able to check against that list and make sure that that person that's coming into that school is who they say they are and that they're safe to be there. Yeah, and another point that I would make is that visitor management is often a whole category of users that are missed by a traditional access control system where you would give out a credential to somebody. But now we have this whole group of people, these visitors, who come into any kind of facility, a school, an office, on a one-time basis, and we don't know anything about them. We don't know how to track them. We don't know how to check a report against them. And now this visitor management solution that we have, it's really a great opportunity for uh, to give security to an often overlooked area. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. So Tracy, you're a mother yourself. What experiences have you had with school safety? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Joe. Um, something I'm definitely passionate about. Uh, like I said before, my daughter's school only has a basic check-in list where you just sign in. Uh, one of the biggest problems, I think, aside from firearms and knives and things like that getting into the school, is vaping. There's that's really been on the rise and on not just high schools, but even middle schools. Yeah, I think it's bigger than cigarettes now. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so easy for them to hide. Uh, one of the beauties of uh, the metal detectors is it's something that can be picked up by the metal detectors. So me personally, uh, my daughter came home one day from school. And of course, when she comes home from school, I go into her room to, to ask her how her day went, things like this. And my daughter, not that I ever knew, had ever tried cigarettes or smoking or anything like that. I found one laying next to her on her bed. So of course, immediately I, I take it and I have a very long, stern conversation as to why she would do something like this. And my first question, of course, was how did you get this? It's not like my daughter has unlimited amounts of money and uh, you know, those things are expensive. So she says she got it from a kid at school. And I, she goes, but it's okay. It doesn't have nicotine in it. And I go, mm, I don't think that's accurate. Let me check this out. There is not one that is made without nicotine in it. The other very common thing that's happening is they're putting uh, THC into these pods that are going into the, the vape pens. So they're smoking pot at school. And if they're passing this around to other kids, we just had an incident here in Georgia where the kids got violently ill and had to go several and had to go to the emergency room. I mean, this is something you don't know what you're getting in those. This could kill your child, at least send them to the emergency room. And my child was able to get that from another student who got it into the school. And there's no checks and balances. The only thing they're doing to check these kids is picking them out at random in the classroom and then having them lift up their ankle socks or check their waist belts, things like that at random. So this would be the best solution, a metal detector at the front. And like I said, even if they don't fill every entrance, a deterrent would still help. It would deter the, student, the students from trying to bring that device into the school. And we so often think of metal detectors as stopping guns or knives or weapons. This is a whole other category that I, it didn't even occur to me. Absolutely, the vape pens and the, all these vaping things. 
I made a metal. They could be stopped by the metal detectors. That's a really great point. Yeah. So we mentioned maybe why a school should turn to visitor management or entrance control. What type of security have you seen in schools that really works well? I mean, you mentioned the metal detectors and you also mentioned the deterrence factor. Elaborate a little bit more on that. Well, I think the better question for me is what I haven't seen work well, because for me personally, uh, they're not doing enough. You know, I've not really been, me personally, I've not been into a school yet where they've done anything more than a buzzer at the front door, which really doesn't do anything because they, they still don't know who you are. You don't have to hold uh, a driver's license up to that. So I guess my response to that would be almost anything would be better than what they're currently doing because they're not doing anything right now. <laughs> so when we go in and we pitch to schools, that's another thing that I've noticed too. There's all this money now coming into security for schools, but they don't even know what to spend it on. They don't know what the options are. People might not even be aware that visitor management exists or metal detectors for schools is actually a thing. So it's really good that now we have you to completely focus on schools directly and offer them these solutions. Absolutely, and I think um, one of the biggest things that they're being told is, you know, spend money on, on the back end. And what I mean by that is, they are spending that money, the grant money that they get for security, they're more interested on counseling, they're more interested on teaching the students how to tie a tourniquet, CPR. Those are all things that happen after a shooting. So the, the, what I'm trying to do is say, look, we need to take that money and put it before it happens. That's where you should be focused on, not after the, ha the fact that it happens, because they do things called a code red. That's one time a year in my daughter's school, a code red. That's all the, the training these students get if there's an active shooter and it's only done. And they don't even tell us parents, nothing. So there has to be more communication. There has to be more forethought with the schools than just teaching kids what to do after the fact. Okay, so if an active shooter comes into a school, we're gonna sound an alarm and you're gonna do exactly as we tell you to do. But why can't we focus on the front end? Why can't we focus on what we can do to stop them from getting into the schools in the first place? And that's my job. Tracy, you've completely sold me. I'm a little bit of an easy sell. But for somebody listening, how would they get in contact with you? How would they say, hey, I want to put this in for my school? What's a good resource that people have to contact you? Well, they can go to our website, zktechousa.com, or they can contact me directly, tracy.d at zktechousa.com. All right, well, Tracy, I found this really informative. Hopefully people out there found informed as well, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Joe.
or they can contact me directly, tracy.d at zktechousa.com. All right, well, Tracy, I found this really informative. Hopefully people out there found it informative as well, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Joe.